Thank you so much to our long time sponsor on this podcast of Anchor. So Anchor is actually how I make this podcast. I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for the free tool that is the platform Anchor. So as I said, it is completely free. Anybody can make a podcast from your house, from your phone, from your computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's basically everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it actually is, you guys, I stan Anchor so hard. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started with recording your own podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered. Today, I'm doing my first Zoom episode with my first virtual guest that is not recorded with me in person. So today on the podcast, starring as Maurice Hughes, we have the wonderful, the incredible Megan Hughes, my own sister. Woohoo! Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is really just so great. My second Zoom appearance uh, with you in the past week. Actually, wow, T. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was also on a Zoom podcast um, last week too with someone else. My friend Callie started a podcast. Ooh, so when's that episode coming out or is it already out? It's already out. It came oh, out shit. yesterday. Her podcast is called Get Clitorate. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Yeah, That's she's brilliant. like a sex advice and women's health kind of gal. So she had me on and we just talked about like sexuality and a bunch of other stuff, body confidence, the whole nine yards. Wow. Okay, guys. So I'll link that in the show notes since it's already out. Go check that out. I'm honestly going to be checking out that podcast because sounds pretty legendary and she is legendary she's like a knowledgeable queen so i think everybody would enjoy it i need to actually like meet her in real life she's a fellow georgia queen so yeah it's time for us to meet callie i'm ready (laughs) manifesting that meeting for the next time we're uh in atlanta I really am. So yeah, guys, um, hopefully the sound is good for you and everything because Megan and I are both recording. We are both using our microphones, but we are using Zoom. So I don't know if that like affects it at all, but I'm just hoping for the best because I've never recorded with a guest this way. But if it works out, then I'll definitely continue doing this. So shout out to Zoom. Um, We actually did, as Megan was saying, we had a family Zoom happy hour um, last Friday. And are we doing it again this week? Because it was the highlight. I was just gonna ask you the same thing (laughs) because honestly like every friday night we should do that for mom and dad's happy hour evening and they can do like a little catch up because our parents so i mean obviously a lot of people are experiencing this but you know in quarantine it's a kind of a switch up because my dad goes to work or our dad (laughs) goes to work for most of the day so now he's just like home all day with my mom (laughs) all day was like (laughs) I I knew things were weird when I got uh, um, a FaceTime call from Napoleon Dynamite himself the other week. Which is my dad <laughs> and my phone. He doesn't really FaceTime. He just does like phone calls with us. So right. he probably and had emails. to be very bored. Yeah, and, and emails. <laughs> he was very bored. So I was, was shocked to receive a FaceTime from Napoleon Dynamite. Like, 
I was so confused. I was like, he must be really bored. He's FaceTiming everyone and like in his contacts, sitting in his chair by the fire. They were like, yeah, we were so bored that we started a fire or like we did a fire in the den. It's 80 degrees out. Like they've had <laughs> nothing else to do. So that's actually, I'll talk about that more in my bops of the week because the Me too. calls slash FaceTimes with people have been um incredible but like i would encourage you guys to do that whether it's like a group of your friends that you haven't talked to in a while i'm trying to get like my girlies from georgia to do um a happy hour with me but i guess there's some drama between two of my best friends right now so i'm really email about that wow t <laughs> yeah uh, i won't say anymore because obviously it's not my drama but i think <laughs> we'll be able to recover but it really is affecting me wanting to do a zoom happy hour with my girlies so yeah megan and i did one on facetime last week and then did the family one and then on friday night i did um a facetime with drew and emily they facetime every single day for like 10 hours i'm not I even kidding i cannot megan. believe that like every they, single night they face i just am imagining them going <laughs> around their daily routines and being like okay i'm pooping so i'm just gonna face it away Wait, that's literally know? what drew did He's like, guys, I'm shitting. I'm going to put myself on mute. I don't think he would care that I said that, but no. I'll edit it out if he does. <laughs> yeah, Zoom is definitely a highlight. I put that in my bob, so. I'll- Honestly, okay, incredible. We will get to that, but should we start off with a little, well, actually, maybe I should introduce the topic really quick, just so you guys know what you're getting, even though you can obviously like read the title, but today sure. Megan and I wanted to chat about feeling unsure about, you know, your life path slash feeling just very confused and unsure about being in your twenties and feeling the pressure to figure everything out and feel like, you know, you really have to have your life figured out and comparing yourself to others. So that is going to be our topic of today that we'll get into. And I did want to shout out the person that gave me this episode idea. I have to shout out Miss Julian Harris for giving me this episode title idea. She gave me a great, sweet compliment, sent me a text about the podcast, and she was like, I would love to hear you talk about this topic. So I honestly have to shout out Julian, and I thought it was a really good idea. I was like, why haven't I freaking thought of this yet? Thank you, Julian. So yeah, yeah, that's going to be the topic of the day. But I thought before that, we should do a little five burning questions game, which I like to play with my guests. And I have invented all new questions for you, Maurice. So these are just really top of the line, in my opinion. I'm honored. It is time to play five burning questions. Question one. If money were no factor, what would your perfect, ideal, legendary day look like? (laughs) Okay. I had a hard time deciding exactly what I would do because I feel like I am not really necessarily one to spend a lot of money on things in general. So like even getting the thought to like money's not an option I was like what the fuck would I even do you know what I mean (laughs) and then I was like okay I would do this I would do basically my my daily wake-up routine so I wake up I have my coffee I read on the couch but then after that we would go and have a picnic whatever food would be there you know just unlimited food because we have unlimited (laughs) money (laughs) and then we would come back home hop in the car drive to Bullwinkles. Bullwinkles is almost like 
a Dave and Buster's moment. So it's outside of Canby, Oregon, and we go there so often. It's like a new establishment and it just like, it like smells new. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, <laughs> and they have these deals on Tuesdays where you can get the five activities for like a $30 price or maybe it's 20. It's like some kind of discounted price, but you can do five activities go-karts. You can do um, this little zip line situation that they have. You can do mini golf, bowling, um, play in the arcade, just an unlimited thing. And so I think the last time we went there was on Valentine's Day. And we did that option because Valentine's Day was on Tuesday. Wow. And it was just so iconic. And we had such a blast. We love Miss Bullwinkle. I would love Mr. to Actually, it's Mr. Bullwinkle. <laughs> I would love to attend Mr. Bullwinkle the next time I find myself in Oregon, which better be soon, Corona, okay? I know. Whenever, um, you know, the rules are, are lifted, we're yes. available to go and do that. I would absolutely just live for that. So we would go there, go ham on bowling, mini golf, and drinking reeves. And then we would probably have to Uber home because we had unlimited raves. Wait, you could get like the really nice Uber since money is unlimited. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we would get a nice bougie ride home. And then my ideal day would like, there would be pizza waiting for us wow. at home. Like maybe it was somebody just like left it on the porch or like Wait, we ordered what about it. a private chef was waiting for you and like served <laughs> you homemade pizza and like a full feast? that would be even more iconic. So I'm taking that option. <laughs> and then I just put, uh, we would smooch and fall asleep. I wrote notes for these questions. <laughs> smooch and fall asleep. <laughs> Honestly, incredible. It doesn't sound that different than your normal days. <laughs> I know. I kind of love it. That means that you're already living your ideal life. All you yes. need is the private chef in the Uber black. Yeah. <laughs> Really like the only additions. <laughs> I've literally never once Ubered from or to my house in Oregon. Well, yeah, you know, you live out there and it's kind of hard to get one, right? Exactly. I can't order an Uber to my house or pizza or, to my house. Oh, but can't you, or like if you were in Portland, you could get one and then they would probably take you to your house or have you never done that? Yeah, you could get one from the airport or something and go out there like somebody ordered an uber from the airport to our house one time and so worked. i know that it's available okay yeah. well that's good <laughs> but not available out here in the old boonies the boonies <laughs> yes okay on to our next burning question what is your favorite way to wind down at the end of a long stressful day yes 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 i did this last night it was incredible i think i already know the answer yeah, it, you probably do. My favorite way is really just to, you know, once the room is cleaned, like the environment has to be mm, gorgeous. Sure. Last night I did all of our laundry and then the floor was just like clean, spick and span, lit some candles around the room, smoke a little weedy, uh, drink yes. a little tea, and tea. then just yes. sit in bed and watch something on my laptop. Or lay in the bath and watch something on my laptop. I did that when I watched Enchanted the other night. Wow. I sat, because my toilet is like really close to my bath. So I just like close the cover and then yeah. put the laptop on top. And I'm like, oh, this is just incredible. I can <laughs> lay back and watch it. So I was doing that and hitting the pot. <laughs> hitting the pot. I thought you were going to say like, I did think you were going to say Miss Pot. And then I thought you were going to say like Miss Wine and Animal Crossing. 
Oh yeah. Well, that's kind of the vibe right now, but also Animal Crossing, it's, while it is a stress-free game, it's also like not my ideal way to wind down, I would say, because then I dream about it. Like I literally have Animal Crossing dreams where I'm playing the game. It's happened the past two nights in a row. Like I'll wake up being like, oh, I'm at the store selling (laughs) stuff to the raccoons again. (laughs) I cannot believe this. (laughs) Um, Incredible. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so next burning question is this this is a big one. Best concert you've ever seen. Best concert. Okay, so I assume that this also would pertain to like best set at a festival. Yes, it does. That okay. counts as a concert. <laughs> so <laughs> um mine is SZA at Coachella 2016. Like wow. that was the best it could never get better than my moment shared with her there. And you actually shared this story, if you guys want to hear it in full, on your SZA podcast episode of your own podcast, Souls at Sundown, right? Yeah, it was Souls at Sundown episode 78. And I shared the uh, the old story. But basically, I had a personal moment with my queen, Miss SZA, my savior. It and- honestly is such a good story. Yeah. <laughs> it's like incredible especially how big SZA has gotten now and she still follows you and likes your photos of the pigs and stuff it's like yeah this is truly incredible I know like I don't understand why she still follows me like I look at it when she likes my photos and I'm like what like what part of SZA looked at this it was like you know what I really like this like I don't know her you know, she doesn't know me, but she still supports me. And that's why I love her. <laughs> you can tell that she's like a genuinely nice person that she did that because mm-hmm. she followed you a while ago. She still follows you. She still sees your posts and interacts with them. So clearly she enjoys seeing your life or she would have exactly. unfollowed. Like she stands, honestly. The only thing that could make our relationship better is if she replied to my stories. <laughs> Does she ever I watch reply- them? No, no. I reply back to her stories and she just never, I don't even think she looks at her DMs at all. Yeah, she probably just gets so many replies. Yeah. At least you know that she still sees what you're up to though. Like that's pretty crazy. Exactly. She's like my um, my guardian angel watching over me. Next burning question is, what is the, your top place to visit on your dream travel list? Right now, I would say Hawaii because... I was actually texting Nevin the other day and she was like, you, me, and Lindsay need to go on a trip whenever we're allowed to. Like, I just really agree. And I think it would be so much fun. And she was like, how about we go to Mexico? And I was like, well, Lindsay and I went to Cabo. and I Which was say, legendary, honestly. Like, I would go was, back immediately. I mean, not yeah. right now, but you know, like when we can. Yeah, that's what I told her. I was like, I would definitely go back, but also I would love to go somewhere that I've never been. And I feel like Hawaii would be like a vibe for all of us, you know, like we would thrive there. I absolutely agree. And it's kind of strange to me that I still haven't been to Hawaii because I feel like it's really not that far away. And like so many people have been there and I'm still just every year I'm like, this is going to be the year me and Monica Church have been talking about going on a trip to Hawaii together for two years now two years really? and we every month we text each other we're like so hawaii and like it just never happens it's horrible but <laughs> so we should maybe think about inviting her too um and then my friend cameron phillips who will hopefully be a future guest on the podcast he has like his family has a property there and i've been invited like kind of like loosely invited several times but we've never actually planned it so yeah 
there's just yeah but i agree you me and nevin need that the the viewers need that yeah we need a big blog of that and i agree i think that's a great place to have on your list yeah hopefully that can happen like this year honestly i know who knows when all this stuff's gonna be over but you know everyone's gonna be traveling as soon as all this is over but exactly uh, it's fine we'll be hiding out and miss hawaii We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and my last burning question for you is favorite sustainable item or product of the moment? Right now is definitely the last swab. It's a reusable Q-tip. She's missed like silicone. I've seen her, but I haven't purchased yet. Yeah, I also was the same way. Like I would see Instagram ads for it and just all the time. And then I finally was like, you know, why do I still use Q-tips? And I was running low on my pack anyways. And so I was like, whatever. I only use them when I get out of the shower anyways to like, you know. Me too. That is one of my things I realized. I don't think it's like an OCD thing, but I have to do it as soon as I get out of the shower. And you're the same way. I'm the same way. I think it's just like a feeling that you get. It's just like you don't want it to be wet. It's the first thing I think about when I like dry off. Like, I'll get my Q-tip. <laughs> Immediately. That's what I do. <laughs> so yeah, the last swab is great. Um, I also have a 10% off code that is in the description of my videos. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, uh, they reached out and gave you a little code? No. Oh. No. I bought one for myself. And then they just have at, like, the bottom of their page, it's, like, affiliate program. So I was just like, okay. Went on there. Why not? Logged in. You know, signed up. <laughs> I love a good affiliate program. Yeah, because it's like if I am suggesting something to people and there actually a lot of people are buying it, like I did get a lot of conversions because you can look at the statistics or whatever. It's like I should be getting paid for this because I sent people to you that yep. didn't know about you before. True. And um, they they get a discount, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win for everyone involved. I have been thinking about purchasing the last swab actually, but I do have one question about it. So do you just kind of like put – how do you clean it? Is it easy? I, I just like, you know, put it underwater, use my hands a little bit, and then I just like towel it off. I'm just like, beep, 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 beep. Massage it with a little soap and warm water or something? Yeah, I guess you could use soap. I just use warm water and just like wash it off. And then okay. I just wipe it with the towel and put it back in its little carrying case. Wow. Okay, so one swab... I would wonder, I'm sure you can use it for like wiping mascara smudges and stuff like that too, because that's what I also use it for. And then I guess you could just wash that off. Do you think the swabs ever stain? They actually have a cosmetic swab instead for that reason. It's like a makeup swab situation. And then they have an ear swab as well. Okay. Wow. This is really good to know. Um, I'm going to be adding that to my list. Yeah. I'm going to be purchasing immediately. I guess I'll use up my Q-tips first and then I will purchase. Because, yeah, I also buy Q-tips all the time and I use them every single day. Yeah. That is one thing that I'm always like, ugh, I throw these away so much. Let's get into a little weekly catch-up with Lindsay and Megan. So we told you guys our topic that we're going to talk about this week. Um, And I also really quickly wanted to shout out our reviewer from – actually, it's 
two reviewers. They kind of wrote a combined review from last week. So if you guys like this episode, you like Unfiltered and you like that Megan is on this week, please leave a review of, on the Apple Podcast app of Unfiltered. And I said this last week, but I've started picking a new review that I get every week. So after the current show airs, and I'm going to read it out loud and give you guys a little shout out if I see your review and I think that it's cute. So if you guys want to do that, it would mean so much to me. But our review we got from last week is from Katie and Aaron, and they said, favorite podcast. We love listening to you, Lindsay. So entertaining. Love Aaron and Katie. Hope we get a shout out, LOL. <laughs> so That's they really so were like requesting a shout out. So I said, I have to give it to them, obviously. So shout yeah. out to Aaron and Katie. That was a really cute, just like quick little review. Um, and now... Thank Megan. you, legend. <laughs> Thank you, legends. I really do. You care it. if I steal that idea for my own podcast? No, I never it. tell people to review. And yeah. then when I was listening to your episode last week, you said that you're going to do that, and I was like, dude, that's a great idea because then you can like hear feedback on the episode as well as just like you know staying in touch with your your listeners. I think it's way. cute. Yeah. One of my favorite parts about having the podcast so far is that it really is interactive. So this was a kind of a little way to make it interactive by giving someone a shout out every week and just thanking them for taking the time out of their day to leave a review. Cause I know it does take time. And then also like, I love being able to do the voice messages, um, which you can do on anchor and yeah. this week. Oh my God, Megan, we got like more voice messages than I've ever had before. So I picked, I think like four, but we got like 15 or something like that. So shout Shout out wow. to any of you guys that sent in one for me and Megan, especially just since I like announced um, the t- episode topic yesterday, literally like 10 to 15 of you guys sent in a voice message just since yesterday. Thank you so much. That's yeah. so exciting. It was really cute. So I'm excited to get into those, but um, let's do like a little mini weekly catch up. Like what have we been up to? Um, what have you been up to this past week? Animal Crossing. I knew you were going to say that. And I wrote in my little, like what I was going to say, playing the Sims a lot because I don't have a switch to play Animal Crossing. (laughs) It's truly like so sad. Yeah. Did you make a new Sim? Like, did you buy an Xbox or something? No, I have it for my laptop now. Okay. Okay. I was about to say, because I saw your tweet about, you know, once it was removed. My Sims died. They let my Sims lived on my ex's Xbox. (laughs) And of course, you know, I had to say say an unexpected goodbye to them once the Xbox was no longer in my house. I mean, do you you think he still plays with them? No, he told me he deleted the Sims from the Xbox because it made him think of me. (gasps) Like he deleted the whole Sims app. I'm like, you would. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. Oh my God, RIP. That's like when dad threw out the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the computer that had the Sims disc in it because it Wait, got jammed yes. when I was like 10 years old. And I was like, the Hanks, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, Megan and I would play the Sims all like every day, all summer long. And then one day, like we would play it on our family desktop computer. I think a, a lot of us can relate to having one of those. Yes. And then it was like the desktop computer that had that like tall, I don't know what it's called, but that tall thing that turns on and off the computer and you insert the discs. Yeah. It's like the, not the monitor, but like the receiver of the discs and stuff. Right. Just that large <laughs> system, the <laughs> yeah. operating system. Yeah. I don't know. what the. I don't know what it so, is. So yeah, the Sims one day, the disc was in there. 
and it got jammed and we could literally never play again. And it was just so sad. We lost all of our families. I mean, all of our progress. It was really emotional. That moment is like the first moment (laughs) in my life I can remember feeling anxiety. Like I (laughs) was, I ran downstairs and I was like having a panic moment to mom and dad. I was like, you need to fix it. I put so much time in. My life is over. And they were like, I don't know what to do. I remember dad tried to like jam it open with like pliers and it just wouldn't. So they just threw the whole thing away. It's tragic. That was so sad. Yeah, that was horrible. And that's really how I felt when I couldn't play with my Sims anymore. It was just like a flashback of that all happening again. But anyway, we've been talking about this for a while. So, I mean, other than playing The Sims, um, you've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. I've been playing a lot of The Sims. Um, Mm -hmm. I've also been listening to a lot of podcasts. And I think we have some of the the same favorite podcasts. So I've really been enjoying um, Dating Straight as well as Love It It. it So Much. Shout out to Dating Straight. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, it is one of my absolute favorite podcasts. It is so funny. Did you just hear Larry? I heard Larry. (laughs) We're going to keep him in. It was cute. Larry likes Dating Straight too. He does. He loves Amy Ordman and Jack Dodge. (laughs) I love when... It's okay. They're just really funny hosts in the way of like whenever they do the review thing, they're like, leave a review. And when they have guests on, they're like, what would you say about the podcast if you were to leave a review? And sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, wow, I would say iconic, amazing, very funny. Show-stopping, never the same. (laughs) Show-stopping. Like actually though... Yeah, so a little shout out to Dating Straight, and then also, I'm sure a lot of you guys have listened to We Bought a House, which is Claudia Slusky and Phineas's new podcast. It only has two episodes, but I've listened to both, and I love how relaxed it is, just kind of like they're having a really casual conversation. I'm like, this is just, this is great. I've always wanted to know what you guys talk about in the comfort of your own home, and now we know. Yeah, I listened to their first episode, but I'll listen to their second today when I I have to go and get a friggin' oil change. So I'll listen on the way. Shit. Yeah. Gotta do it. It's necessary. I mean, we put like 6,000 miles on the car when we took that road trip. So it's time. It's definitely a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, what I've been doing is I have been drinking a lot of wine. I mean, (laughs) more than usual. I actually like, oh, I need to start buying because whenever I go out and buy wine, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't want to spend that much money because like a buy, a, a buy, a bottle of wine is already, you know, like on average nine to like 13, $14 for the price range that I typically spend. I usually yeah. spend like about $10 on a bottle, which I actually think like if you break it down into like pouring that into a bottle of wine is what probably like four, five, six glasses, depending on how Mm -hmm. much you pour. For me, I get usually probably about like five glasses out of a bottle. So if you break that down, but divide $10 by five servings, it's like $2 a freaking glass of wine, which is really good if you think about it. But for some reason, when you go out and you're kind of like stocking up on wine, it's just like gets to be very expensive. So usually I only buy, you know, about two, three, three bottles at a time. Um, and I really have been going through it violently fast and I have to go pick up more today and I'm going to do that thing. Do you know how at stores like Albertsons and, um, what's the grocery, like, uh, what's the one that you go to? Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer. 
they typically all have that like if you buy I think it's if you buy six bottles you save like 10 or 20 percent and really that's not like that much but at least it's something and I think I'm just gonna go ahead and go all out and buy six bottles at a time now because I mean that's what quarantine has done to me and I have to embrace my true self yeah pull a Chris Hughes and get a case a case (laughs) yeah Chris like goes wild yeah he loves his red wine honestly that's kind of great. I've been drinking a little bit more too, for sure. I feel like I've been smoking more than I have been drinking. Yeah. Like pretty much every night I'll be like, okay, now I'm just going to play Animal Crossing and get high. Yes. That's, so that's like your quarantine relax time. Is yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Weed. And my, mine, I have that same thought with Miss Wine. Like as soon as I make dinner and have dinner, I'm like, it's wine time, baby. Like let's yeah. go. It's wine o'clock. Yeah. We've also been playing a lot of games of beer pong alone together. Ooh, that's cute. It's been fun. Like, we're kind of getting better. We got new um, ping pong balls that actually, like, help us do it more, I don't know, consistently. Ooh, like, the shitty ones shitty. that we had? No, no. The shitty ones, like, they, they're they not as aerodynamic. And they're, like, lighter and <laughs> right. just... It's, I didn't think that it would impact the game, but then Finley got more balls for my birthday and was Mm. like, we have to play with these. Like, it's going to be good. And we did so much better. So we've been kind of legends at the game. Might have to play again tonight. That's freaking cute. Have you ever played, I've been playing um, the iMessage game Cup Pong with one of my friends. Have you ever played that? Okay, I'll send you a little um, invite and you and I can play virtually so I can feel like I'm connected to you through beer pong. Yes, I can't wait. It's like, yeah, I've been playing. I've never played any of those iMessage games, but my friend Rachel, like the other day, messaged me and was like, you down for an iMessage game? And I was like, (laughs) honestly, yeah. So we've played like Cup Pong, Mancala. We played basketball, which I was horrendous at so bad. (laughs) And yeah, you can just play them all through iMessage. So that's another thing you can do with friends to like feel, you know, a little bit more connected during quarantine. You can play a little iMessage game. I mean, it's quite easy. You don't have to even take any, you know, time out of your day you just can do it whenever you whenever you feel like it yeah you can play Catan online too whoa I might have to try that what else have I been up to I've been cooking a lot and I have started a new series on my Instagram story called quarantine cook with me as of recording this I only have two episodes we have made um pulled barbecue chicken Hawaiian slider sandwiches um and we have also made a Snoop Dogg's buttermilk pound cake. So I plan to do one typically, I think I want to do one every day or every other day. I've also, besides my cooking, I've been, um, I've delved into the world of dating apps again and I'm on hinge and I've been talking to men. I'm clapping for you. If you guys don't know what that sound is. Can you clap a little louder? I couldn't hear it very good. Okay. that's Gorgeous. Yeah, so I love that. Yeah, it's like kind of going well, but I feel 50 50 about it because I am enjoying like just texting and talking to people again and kind of like not feeling serious about anything, but just getting, you know, back into the swing. Mm -hmm. But then um, I also feel like it's a really weird time to be talking to new people because we can't meet up. Exactly. So you're like, what is the point? And I have no idea when we will even be able to meet up, you know? And so they're saying on Hinge, when you go on it now, they have like a little prompt at the top that's like 70% of Hinge users tell us that they would go on 
like a Zoom date or a FaceTime date or something, but I don't think I would want to do that for my first date with someone. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It would take a lot of confidence for me. Yeah. It would definitely take more confidence. It would also just, you would have to kind of get past the like, hello, I can't actually like touch you or say if you smell bad or any of that (laughs) stuff. (laughs) I think I would do it with someone if we had been texting for like a while and I really felt like I, I knew them well enough to have like a little FaceTime convo, then I think I would do it. But, um, one of my matches asked me yesterday if I would be interested in having a date like that. And I didn't, I didn't really know what to say. Yeah. I mean, I think that you should try it out, but at the same time, I think that just like you're saying, you would need to kind of establish one of those relationships with people. It's like your online friends that you're just meeting like months later for the first time, you know, like when you meet internet friends and you already have that established bond for a while, like we know that we know the drill. You need to get to the point. You need to have your every day you catch up on whatever it is and you're texting a lot and getting to know the person and the conversation, you can just abandon it when it gets boring, but then you come back and like, hey, I thought of you with this thing, or I don't know, as you start to get to know them better, maybe you'll have more of those moments. And then you can be like, let's go on a date and like see each other on Zoom. Oh my God, what <laughs> what a I, weird world. That I we're know, in. right? We're really in a weird, weird world. But what if I did that and I got on with them and they were a catfish? Not that I'm actually worried about that, but what if that happened? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think that would actually like, happen, but do men catfish more than women? Hmm. No. Well, I think it's typically girls that cat at least the show catfish, which I've watched a lot of. I mean, it's obviously both men and women, but I think it's more women. Let's go ahead and segue into our bobs and flops of the week. <laughs> So Maurice, um, I was thinking we could start off with flops this week because I usually start off with bops and I would like to switch it up sometimes. So can you share one of your flops of the last week? Yeah. My biggest flop of the last week was that my period just ended yesterday. Well, that's kind of a bop that it ended, but the flop was that it made me terrifying. Like I was so irritable (gasps) and just like mean, like I was just in a horrible mood and it also gave me horrible migraines three days in a row. And normally this always happens to me. I get a hormone headache on the first day of my period when it starts and then on the day when it ends if not the day after. And so I had one this morning because it ended sometime yesterday. But I also got one like on my birthday, which was like the day before my period. And then also the day after it, I had it three days in a row. And then also today, a week, freaking week later, it was horrible. So really big flop. I just felt like I was just a different person. I was just getting like so irritable at like the, I don't even know. Finley could tell you. He told me one time, he was like, you're really scaring me (laughs) just because I wasn't talking. Like we went to go and pick up a pizza and he was like, okay, let's listen to this like happiness podcast I've been hearing about and put it on. And I was literally just like leaning my head against the window, just like teeth clenched. And he was like, you're really scaring me right now. Are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. It's not about you. Okay. (laughs) 
so yeah, honestly, a hats off to him for dealing with that. Yesterday when it ended, I was like, did you notice I was really nice today? I told him I was BTN, back to normal. <laughs> wow. Honestly, that that is like sad that it was so bad this time. No, I don't know what was different. I was just like a psycho. Ugh. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes I get really crazy too. Now nobody has to deal with me anymore besides Squirtle. But <laughs> my first flop of the week is I I have had no motivation slash just haven't been making the time. That's the biggest part. I haven't been making time for Miss Workout, Miss Movement. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is not even like shade to myself. It's just the truth. A bitch is getting a little thick. <laughs> Like I've been looking in the mirror and I am putting on the chunk, not like that much, (laughs) but I'm putting on the chunk over the last month. Okay. I'm in control of changing it. So that by next week, I will have started working out again. Actually, you know what? I'm starting tonight, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that. Um, well, honestly, it's a, to gain weight during quarantine because people are just like doing less in general like they're just chilling and like sitting around and there's like less opportunity for people to continue their regular workout routines because like you you know you would go to the ymca or Mm -hmm. other people will go to workout classes and now it's just like they have to do it at home and they're not used to having to motivate themselves like they're used to just showing up to a class because they pay for it or they pay for a membership or whatever it might be. Something about Honestly, getting out of the house like, too, like to go do it. I'm like the whole thing of doing it. I'm just like, oh, I just want to do it again, but it's okay. Exactly. I can't. Yeah. Well, what motivates me to work out at home is the fact that I pay for a plan. So it's like, I have to do it to okay, get my point. monthly, yeah. my monthly amount. It seems worth it to me. Right. And that's how I felt about the YMCA. Yeah. But I guess I'm not going to be getting charged. I just realized, I guess they wouldn't be charging me if none of us are going. So I could put my $33 a month into something else for fitness. Yeah. Do miss sweat or stoned and toned. Yeah. Honestly, stoned and toned is so much fun. Like okay. just get high and do a workout. I'm thinking stoned and toned, even though I probably won't smoke before because I can't be high and work out. I mean, oh, I, I mean, could, but the CBD, like the, the CBD. CBD I did for uh, Instagram live the other week and I was just like smoking a little jointy poo of Miss Plain Jane and it was so much fun like I just felt like my body was more calm and into it and I just wasn't in it like obviously I was in pain but I wasn't in like as deep excruciating like oh my god I'm gonna freaking pass out but just like have a lot of water and do that whole kind of thing okay I'm gonna try that out I'm gonna try a little CBD workout yeah it's really good for at night too. Like I did a total body CBD sesh with myself the other night with Molly on Stoned and Toned. And honestly, I was thriving for it. Like it was just, I guess living for it is the way I should say that. But it was really fun. Molly's my favorite instructor. Um, just something about her is very chipper and great. She's very motivating. Okay. Well, guys, shout out to Stoned and Toned. Megan really likes it. And she sent me over the link last week and I mm-hmm. will be doing it. Okay. I just <laughs> haven't yet right? Don't hate on me, but a little shout out out to that. I thought of another flop for my week that just occurred yesterday, but Mm -hmm. honestly, it was kind of a flop slash a bop. And that might sound crazy when I tell you what it was, but I'll explain. It was Miss Earthquake in in Boise. There was literally an earthquake yesterday and I had no idea 
that Idaho had earthquakes. I've never even heard of that before. And I was asking a couple of my friends um, after it happened, I was like, my friends that live here and have lived here for their whole life, I was like, has this happened? And they're like, I've never felt one here before. So it was absolutely shocking. I've never felt an earthquake in my entire life. Yeah, I was going to say, because we lived in LA for about four years, but if there, I know there was some while we lived there, but either I was out of town or I slept through it because it was so small. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, even when they did occur, I was like, I didn't feel shit. I don't know what you guys were doing, but I didn't feel anything. I feel like a lot of the times in LA, I mean, they can be bigger, but I feel like most of the time they're pretty minimal and small and people will kind of just go on Twitter and be like, y'all feel that? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I was so confused because I was about to be filming a little video for my Patreon and I was setting up and like I had sat my camera (laughs) up. You still call it Patreon. Oh shit, my Patreon. (laughs) I actually, in that video and in my audio recording I did the other day for my Patreon, I I made the effort to correct myself. But when I was just talking about it, it blanked. Yeah, you're well, still in the habit. the dots eventually that I've been saying it wrong for two months. It's okay. So, um, <laughs> you yeah. were shocked. <laughs> yeah, I was absolutely shook. It was um, very unexpected and it was, it was a bit of a flop, but it was honestly more of a bop because it was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Like it kind of spiced up your quarantine. Yeah, it totally spiced up my quarantine in a game. Like me and all my hinge boyfriends were talking about it for the rest of the night. Like they were like, that earthquake though. And it gave gave us a conversation topic. Exactly. Something to spice up the mood a little bit. Exactly. I have um, another flop too. I actually have two flops. Okay. Give us another. Okay. So the next flop is that This Is Us ended. (gasps) And... I mean, like, the finale was good and all, but love that show. So I'm upset that it's mm-hmm. ended and we'll have to wait for another season. But the good thing about this is us, they do it twice a year, and you don't have to wait an entire year. Oh, right. I forgot about so that. So they start it in January and then September. So And they have, like, 18 episodes per thing. So you get, like, they do a lot of episodes. I feel like quarantine might affect it. Affect it? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Quarantine's going to probably affect a lot of shows and we're going to have to wait longer. But yeah. I agree. That's one of my flops as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love we love This Is Us. But honestly, if you're ever feeling a, a craving for it, well, it's not on, just start it over from the beginning. I mean, there's so many episodes. You could just start <laughs> the story all over again. That's true. It's so intertwined and interconnected. Um, do you have another flop to share? Or I think are you... I have one more. Oh, okay. okay. My last flop is that, and I've shared this one before, and it's kind of an ongoing flop in my life, um, but having to do with quarantine even more, I just feel like I'm not getting the most out of my days, and I've I've really been sleeping in so late and staying up so late, like fuck, Me fucking too. around, playing The Sims, and that's a big flop. Me too. I literally have been staying up until like 2 a.m. and then waking mm-hmm. up at 1130 or 12 like every day. Yes, me too. I have not woke up before 12 in like five or six days. I thought you were going to say five up. or six months. Wait, what? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I mean, it depends on the day. Like, it also depends on what time I go to bed, but mm-hmm. it's really embarrassing. I'm the same. I mean, Animal Crossing ruined my life in this way. Like, I just, even if we're staying up and it's 11 p.m., I'm like, oh, I might fuck around and play on the game for even longer right now instead of just going to bed. And last night at 11 p.m., I also was like, wow, 
uh, a portrait of a lady on fire is on Hulu <laughs> now and I've been wanting to see it in theaters, but obviously I can't because all theaters are closed. So I was like, you know what? I'll just start it. I'll just like, you know, watch this movie right now. And I At was 11. watching it until 2 a.m. Like, shit, not okay. So do you think I would like it? Uh, yes, it was very good. Very gay. <laughs> very gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be checking it out. I've actually been thinking that Hulu has like come through lately with the shows, the movie. Have. Blue they has really been stepping have. out in 2020. Yeah, they've also, been like stepping up the game. Um, but I, one of my last flops that also involves Hulu. I'm sorry okay. for cutting you off. No, tell us what it is. It's that Little Fire is Everywhere. I know that you've been really enjoying it because you didn't read the book, but it's a flop. It's oh, like not the same as you the don't book. Like it? No. There's so many little things that they incorporated into the storyline of the show that were literally never in the book. I'm like, mm-hmm. why did you introduce this? Like Mia Oh, sorry, I had a bubble in my throat. <laughs> like, for instance, Mia and Pearl in the book, it's never mentioned what race they are. I mean, she talks about Celeste, the author. She talks about Mia having like crazy curly brown hair but there's like never a problem of them not fitting into their community because they're black. And that is such a topic of interest in the show. It like shapes how other characters see them, like with um, Lexi and her boyfriend. Her boyfriend's black in the book, but it never, like they never brought that up. So I'm like, why did you make this a thing? Also in the book, they never talk about how Mia smokes weed or how she has a sex addiction, but they, Mm. I feel like they really put that into the storyline. And I'm like, why was this just like seasoned into the plot line? I just feel like they're using it as kind of a thing to make them like have more drama with other characters to the point where I'm like, this just was never a thing. So why is it a thing now? I don't know. I'm probably just getting unnecessarily frustrated at it but I've also had like I shared this on Instagram I was like please DM me your opinions and my friend from back home Abby she messaged me and was like I was just pissed off like I couldn't even watch after (gasps) the first episode I was like why did they do this wow yeah I feel like if you haven't read the book you will like the show yeah maybe it's like because I was listening to one of my other favorite podcasts and one of them was also recommending like telling the other host Little Fires Everywhere, you have to watch it. It's my favorite show right now. It's so incredible, Reese Witherspoon. And I was like, yes, this is how I feel. But that makes so much sense. So like if you have actually read the book and it's completely different, that that would piss you off. So I guess it just depends. Yeah, I feel like they did casting well. Like all of the characters are great. And Carrie Washington and Reese are like legends, you know, specifically Reese. I mean, she's killing it as her character. And they, they actually featured her as that character and cast her as it because she was so obsessed with the book. Like her quote is the first one on the back cover. Like this book changed my life, and, like, <laughs> brought me to tears, all this stuff. And she did, it was like her book club pick for Reese Witherspoon's book club. And yeah. so then I'm sure she went to some producer and was like, this has to be turned into a show. So right. she was the executive producer on it. I'm I saw that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Well, so are you going to not watch it anymore? I don't know. I mean, I have a new episode or two to watch, so I may try to just continue it. Are you invested at all? I'm a little invested because I want to see how it plays out. So maybe, maybe maybe you could, maybe it'll get better if it's, it's like, what else do I have to do? You know, like, yeah. And it only, now they're only releasing episodes once a week. So it would be spaced out. So it's kind of like, why not? You know? Yeah. Why not throw it into your week? Why the hell not? 
Okay. Um, now let's, let's upgrade to our bops of the week. Okay. So my first bop of the week is my dog Squirtle. I have realized that if I was in quarantine fully alone without my dog, it would be so much worse. And honestly, he's just making my life so much better. So that's all I'm going to say. Quick shout out to pets. Yeah. Hats off to pets. My dog's <laughs> also changed my life. Squirtle is a king. So legend. Love you. <laughs> What's your first bop? My first bop is a partial flop that our loved ones have got Corona, but also a bop that they're doing okay and aren't hospital admitted. True. So that's good stuff. Our uncle Rob got Corona and he's apparently doing fine. Um, He got it from his boss, apparently. And then also Finley's sister, Delilah, and her husband, Alex, still have it, but they're doing okay. Yeah, it's been like a week. Oh, shit. Are they getting better? Yeah, they they have said yesterday, she did like an update, a little update on Facebook, and she said that her husband Alex is still um, like experiencing nausea from it, but she's feeling a lot better and they're not feeling like the shortness of breath or coughing fits that they were at the beginning. But yeah, they've just been, at the beginning, I think they were just really both parties, like Delilah and Alex, and then also our Uncle Rob, they were just really tired. So they were just kind of sleeping it off and taking it easy and obviously staying the frig at home. But yeah, they've definitely had like the the better end of the stick, even though they have had it. So I'm yeah. grateful that they're not in the hospital and that we're all like our loved ones and family and stuff are safe and well. Agreed retweet sis yeah it's kind of crazy because I, I was thinking like well maybe two weeks ago I was like I don't know a single person that has corona and I was thinking like who's gonna be the first person that's like on YouTube or that I follow to get it mm-hmm. and little did I not even know that Uncle Rob had it at that time and he was re- yeah. he's like a very quiet person and he lives alone like our mom's brother so he didn't really tell anyone until like after he had it but I think he got over it pretty quickly which like thank god because he's you know he's not old but I mean he's like in his probably late 50s, 50s. so you know yeah. that's like pretty much you know getting at risk so yeah um, yeah, it's just crazy to probably a lot of us now know people that have had or have or will have the virus. So. Yeah. Kaylee McKenzie made a video recently saying that when she was really sick a couple weeks ago, she was like, I'm convinced I had Corona. Here were my symptoms. She probably did. I think she was sick for a long time. I have one more bop because I'm looking at one. We've already talked about it, which was like talking on FaceTime and Zoom. That -hmm. was my bop, but like we kind of already chatted about that. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple other bops, but one I already mentioned as well, which was playing Animal Crossing. Love it so much. Changed my life. But also um, I have three other ones. Okay. Sure, please. (laughs) Okay. Spill the tea, please. Um, So my 23rd birthday was honestly a bop. Like I was crying when I had to, like actually crying when I had to postpone my birthday festivities with my friends because I was just like, this is unsafe. We're supposed to be social distancing. It would be incredibly irresponsible to do this. And it took me so long to come to that decision. And then when I finally did and was like, this is the right thing to do, I was just so upset that I had to postpone it I don't even know when it will occur because it's like we don't know when we'll be able to see friends in a large social setting so it's kind of just like up in the air 
but the bop is that Finley and I had a totally wicked time. We had a picnic behind our house. We ran home in the rain. We came back and made a cake and I made him watch um, Footloose with me. Yes. The new one, not the old Ooh. one, because the new one that came out on what? Not, it's not new now, but it came out in 2012. It's one of my favorite movies. I just love it. Don't know why. Just love a good dancing flick. Yeah. So we watched that. And honestly, he lived for it. He really liked it. And we also played a lot of beer pong. And I did some nice FaceTime calls and phone calls with family. So it was a beautiful day. Oh, I'm glad that that it was still an iconic birthday. Yes, it was really nice. So I'm happy about that because, you know, it can just be really easy to get down in the dumps about not being able to like actually celebrate with friends, but you can still make it fun. So that was a highlight for me, a bop for me. And then also having Patreon is one of my bops Mm -hmm. because I've been telling Lindsay this, but we, I mean, we both have Patreon now and we have just been thriving with it. It's just been like a really nice way to share with people about, all of the stuff that we can't, we're just getting in trouble to put on YouTube, you know? So I've just been feeling really motivated with that, very connected to my Patreon peeps, really loving it. And um, it really grew a lot in the past month. So I was really happy about that, living for it. And then my final bop, I know I had a lot, was that I finished my 10-week workout program on sweat. Oh, fuck. That's like a mega bop. I know. I was really happy and proud of myself. So yeah, I've been good with my health journey for the first time in like my entire period of like working out in my 20s because I never really stuck with anything. And now I finally have found something that I enjoy doing, just like lunges and weights and resistance band things in my bedroom. And I just like turn on my workout playlist and just get after it. It's just like the nice thing. So you have been um, really motivated. Like 10 weeks, that's a long time to be doing something consistently. I know. I'm really proud of myself. I can't, I like ran downstairs after I was done with my workout last night to Finley and was like, guess who finished the 10 week <laughs> program? And now I can like upgrade to the strong girl program. <laughs> Is that what it's called? <laughs> no, no. I was doing um, BBG beginner and now I'm on BBG 1.0 or something. Oh shit. Yeah. But you can do BBG stronger, but it's just more like weightlifting stuff. And I feel like I'm not ready for that yet. So I'm going to do my next. Yeah. You'll, you'll always get there. Yes. So yeah. Happy about that progress. Yeah. That's pretty legendary. I cannot say the same for myself. It's okay. Um, but maybe in 10 weeks I'll be able to say that I've consistently worked out. I mean, that would be kind of iconic. Yeah, everybody in every body itself is different. So just don't be too hard on yourself because it took me a very long time. Honestly, also what's very motivating is Miss Claudia Saluski's new video on um, body I've confidence. I'm to watch that. Yeah, I watched it last night. She covered all of the points and she was really just giving helpful tips of like, hey, if you feel some type of way about your relationship with your body and like how you've been treating yourself, whether it's like how you're eating or how you don't work out, like that was me personally. That was what I was struggling with is like, I literally don't do anything uh, physically. Like I just like go out and garden and like (laughs) occasionally hike, you know? Um, So starting something that you actually enjoy doing is like the biggest thing because it's like actually fun and makes you want to do it because you're like, wow, I like this. And it's not like me dreading to take myself out on a run that I absolutely hate doing. Like, I'm not going to do that. So I'm never going to be a runner. I mean, literally never, (laughs) but it's fine because everyone doesn't need to like running. 
Exactly. I've accepted that truth. Finley told me the other day, he was like, you know what I realized? Like we've been together for over three years and I've never seen you run. <laughs> I was does like, does yeah, he ever run? <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. He actually does go on occasional runs he and does? he'll be like, why can't we run together? I'm like, because I hate it. And it brings yeah, no. literal war flashbacks back to uh, my lacrosse training. Yes. <laughs> I was literally that bitch in PE class. Like, I'm not even saying this to try to be, like, funny or relatable. I was literally the – when we had to run laps around the track for PE, I was the last person to cross the finish line every time. Like, you were too. Yeah. I'm, like, crying laughing thinking about it right now because, like, <laughs> I'm being completely serious. Like, I was that bad. Yeah. When I was doing lacrosse training, like you have to do conditioning and stuff before the season starts and you train, even if you're JV, you train with the varsity girls. So Lindsay knows who I'm talking about, but Amy Martin was one of the fastest girls in the school. She was on cross country and she would run like a six minute mile. And it was like the fastest girl on our team. (laughs) And the first time that they timed us, I had a 13.25 minute mile. Like my coach literally pulled me aside and was like, do you want to redo it on your own? Because this is more than double Amy's time. Honestly, though, like, I feel like that's not even that bad for your first time. You could obviously have improved that over time if you really wanted to. Yeah, but the issue was that I was, like, trying out to be a midfielder, so I would be running the entire game. So she was like, you just simply can't if you can't run. So I had to improve it. I was just really taking it slow and easy and not caring. So whatever. What can you do? Oof, yeah, running is going to be definitely a flop of my entire life, and I'm not afraid to admit it. No, I mean, who cares? If you're not a runner, then don't run. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, we have been recording for about an hour, so should we possibly get into the topic of the episode? Of course. I think that we definitely should. Honestly, this is just like a catch-up for us in general, and like I've kind of forgotten that we're even recording a podcast, so. <laughs> I'm going to like keep it all in though, because, you know, I feel like it's sometimes like I was just saying what I like about Claudia and Phineas's new podcast is like that, that they are just having a conversation. It doesn't have to be so structured. Exactly. So, um, I'm, I think it's fun to mix up the episodes and some can be more structured, like my solo episodes. And then some it's when I'm recording with a guest, like we can actually have a back and forth. 100%. We don't have to be so serious. We don't have to take ourselves so seriously. We're just freaking talking about wine and hinge and (laughs) our dogs, you know? You're right. Um, So I thought I would start off kind of just like opening our, opening the conversation about what the fuck are we doing out here in our 20s? Like that is kind of the topic. Like what, what is happening yeah. Does anyone have it figured out or is every, or people just pretending? Does nobody have it figured out? We're going to cover it all. But I wanted to start off with a few voice messages that we got because I like to start off with these before the Instagram questions, which you guys asked so many good ones. So we're going to get into a few of those, but let's start with these voice messages. So the first one is actually not a question, but it was just kind of like an encouraging message that I thought was good to start off the convo with. Hello, Maurice and Lucinda. (laughs) Um, My name's Maddie. I live in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I've been watching you guys forever. I really love you guys. Y'all are like my sisters from another mister. 
Um, but anyways, I am 25 years old and about two years ago, I was working full time, had a normal office job after college, and I was super miserable in it. So my boyfriend and I decided when our lease was up to buy a van, build it out, sell everything else we owned, and travel for a while. Um, so that's what we did. And we definitely received a lot of judgment at first. Um, and even to this day, I definitely would say our extended family still don't really understand us. Um, but, you know, it was scary, but definitely the best thing that we've ever done. And so I just wanted to say that you guys, you know, you got to prioritize your happiness and everyone should just believe in yourself and take that leap. Do what you want to do with your life. I thought that was cute, right? Like a little, just, very cute. just started off. Like she didn't ask a question, but she was kind of just being like, Hey, you know, our families didn't really like think that this was the best thing, but we felt as though it was right. We wanted to have this van life experience, live off the grid, follow our dreams. And she literally said it was the best thing we ever did. So I like exactly. the encouraging words of like, even if you're worried about, you know, maybe this isn't like what normal people are doing, what like other people are doing. It's like, you should just do what makes you freaking happy and have a fun life because life is not all about, you know, just career and work and productivity. And a lot of times it's very easy for me and everyone to get into that mindset of like, I just got to do the next thing for furthering my career or furthering sure. like my life. But sometimes if you just take a step back and you're like, you know what? Life is freaking meant to be enjoyed, especially in your 20s. Sure. Yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other day and talking about this on my friend Callie's podcast I was mentioning at the beginning, but we were just saying how easy it is. I'm pretty sure she's a Virgo like you. It's so easy to make a to-do list and then look at it and be like, oh, I didn't, even if you got 15 out of 18 things done on the list, you're like, oh, those three things didn't get them done. And hey. it's just so easy to think about all of the stuff that you know, you didn't accomplish rather than looking back on, hey, I'm happy. This is what I'm doing that I love. And these are all the things that bring me joy in my life, um, which is kind of like a separate tangent, but also kind of on the same ball. But I want to say that that audio message brought up for me, like, we kind of relate because we do something that's unconventional. Our jobs are online. We do things that people have a lot of questions about. And even if it has become more normalized and you know common for people to be online, we still get questions all the time. I do specifically from like older people. They'll be like, oh, that's, that's cool. How do you make money from that? You know? And sometimes it is in like a judgmental tone. They're like, oh, how long are you going to do that for? You know? And I'm like, uh, I love it. So as long as people, like, I'm not in the business of worrying about how long people are going to listen to me. I'm just sharing with whoever's there, you know? So um, that's kind of just what I tell people is like, however long that I feel joy doing it, I'll continue to do it. Uh, and I think that it's really easy for people to be like, what is this? Like, why can't I just live in a van? And it's like, dude, you can, you can make that a reality for yourself. You could go and like, you know, just spend your time in a tiny home or building them or, you know, working and woofing on a farm or doing whatever, instead of just like working as an intern somewhere at a job that you, you know, don't really care about. So just yep. follow your dreams. I agree. And we're going to get more into that because people kind of asked more questions too about like doing something that's a little bit more 
that's not as traditional and kind of like going off on your own path as opposed to maybe what your parents might want you to do. So we're going to get into some questions like that as well. Um, but let's go ahead and do another voice message. Hi, Lindsay and Megan. My name's Lauren and I love both of you guys so much. I love your YouTube channels and both of your podcasts. And I just wanted to start off with that. But my question is how you guys deal with making different choices than your friends. I'm 21 and I've just recently started putting more focus into my schoolwork and making a future than my friends. And um, we're just going down different paths and I feel like I'm losing a lot of friends. And I was just wondering if you guys ever faced that and how you guys dealt with it. Thanks. You could speak on this kind of because I feel like you had your going now and like your phase of like not like partying, but your more kind of like wilder younger days all before you were even 21. And then I feel yeah. like once you were like 20 or 21, you were already pretty settled, like in a house and living a quieter life, yeah. which is very different than probably almost all of your friends. So maybe you could kind of speak on what she asked. Yeah, yeah. I I feel this kind of a way, not about like losing friends completely, but I definitely feel this type of way like we're in different sections of what we're interested in, mainly when I go back home to Georgia, because that's where like I have the most like functions, you know, like parties and like social gatherings to go to around the holidays when I do go home. And I remember last year at my friend Abby's Christmas party, like I was just really, I was trying to drive my ass back home. I was not trying to stay in Atlanta that night. I wasn't trying to black out or any of the above, you know, but it's like once people get with their high school friends or like are celebrating a special occasion, whatever it might be, um, they really, they love to go ham. And I've never been one to like, actually, no, maybe when I was 15, <laughs> I was one to drink a lot and like you know, try to just go hard. But at the same time, I feel like I've always had uh, kind of an aversion to like people encouraging me to get really, really drunk. And um, I just don't really like when people tell me what to do in that way. I'm like, fuck off, you know, like if I want to drink, I'll drink. So I was <laughs> basically being followed around the party by <laughs> Abby's sister and her boyfriend. And this is no shade to them. Like it was Emma's birthday and she was having a good time but they were doing shots and like pouring them in people's mouths and I was like fuck no and at one point like they they would ask me every time they saw me and I was like I will not do it like I don't know what how to get this message across to you in a different way but like I'm really not trying to be rude I just don't want to and they were like damn okay you know and at one point like Abby overheard and she was just like oh Meg <laughs> you've never really been one to drink. <laughs> and I was like, no, I haven't. She was like, yeah, it's just always been that way. I don't know. Even like that first time in seventh grade when we were trying alcohol for the first time from your parents' <laughs> liquor cabinet, you know, like you just really didn't even want to do it. And I kind of had to force you to do it. And I was like, yeah, because I, I just don't like that kind of stuff. And this is obviously like a drinking tangent. Obviously that's not the only thing that my friends are interested in, but um, just because of what you brought up, like kind of transitioning to a quieter life and whatnot. 
uh, I just am really into the whole idea of like, hey, if I want to do that, I'll do that. And also there's a time and a place. And I like to do that in like the security of my own home and with people that I know, love and trust. And not that I don't know, love and trust those people, but like I was trying to get my ass back home to where we live that night. Um, I was trying to be responsible. And also I just... uh, I don't know. I don't really like losing control very often in regards to like when I'm not in the privacy of my own home, you know, because like, I don't want to be like in an unsure situation and then have something bad happen. But uh, to kind of like piggyback on what the girl was saying, like, if you do lose friends because of that, I don't know. I, maybe they're not really your real friends because all of my friends who like do know that about me, they just understand. And they're like, yeah, you were just always like that. It's cool. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's also just like accepting that people are going to start being serious about di- about things at different points in their life. Like for us, we started our careers when we were like 15, 16 years old, essentially. That's when we started making, you know, our own money and like essentially having our own business. Even if it's yeah. just a YouTube channel, it's like that is having your own business. Yeah. Um, and that's not normal for like most people, like most people are going to have the high school and college experience. And I was going to bring this up when you were talking about like, not really like, I feel like a lot of probably what shaped to your drinking, like not going out to like bars and stuff is also that you didn't have like the, and I didn't really either have like the typical college experience that most of Of our friends had of going to this university and like going to football games and going to frat parties and going to pregames. Cause a lot of that you start associating drinking with just like having fun and yeah. yeah, And being social. And that's totally fine to like, especially if you like have limits, like I definitely, you know, go out with people and go to parties and I always, I always drink. I mean, that's a social thing for me as well. But, um, I feel like a lot of what shaped it for you is probably like not having that typical experience too. And maybe you associated drinking with like, with other things, uh, besides like going out and just like seeing your friends, like, Oh, we have to be drinking or whatever it is. And um, what was I going with? Just even in regards, like, I feel like we've been talking about like partying and alcohol for a lot of this question, but just bringing it back to even like how she said, I'm just like getting more serious about my schoolwork and my career. And I'm only 21 and my friends aren't doing that. And I'm losing friends. It's like, they're going to have to get to that point too. Maybe when, maybe it won't happen until they're 25 or in their late twenties, but they're going to hit that point too, where they want to get serious about stuff. And it just happens for everybody at different points. So I think it's great that you're living your life and don't feel like you have to, you know, do what all your friends are doing just because they're not, I I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I feel like you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's like structured. I mean, I, I definitely have like struggled with kind of getting that across for people. Like, no, I have to work tomorrow. And people are like, oh, you don't, you don't have like a job because it's not like a, you know, a job job. You don't have to like wake up and go and show up for it. And I'm like, no, I have to show up at my computer and get my Vlogmas episode up. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, I right, do. Because yeah. I was doing Vlogmas during that time and I'm like, yes. I want to get home and go to sleep so I can wake up in the morning, edit, drink my coffee and get this up for people because I care about what I do. And I understand that like I'm out partying tonight and I love seeing you guys and hang out with you. But at the same time, it's like I have other things that I need to get done. So I mean, most people in my life just fully understand that about me. It's definitely hard sometimes to get it across though, being like, no, I'm working. Like I'm actually <laughs> working <laughs> because uh, of our unconventional jobs. It's hard for people to see it. 
I agree. Sometimes you just really got to shut it down. Or sometimes I find myself in the place of, um, like if I go out the other week, uh, before quarantining, like right before Mm -hmm. quarantining, I was out at a bar for my friend's like birthday. And I think I only had one. Yeah. I only had one drink. I had like a glass of Prosecco. And so I was not like drunk or buzzed or anything, but everyone had been there for a little bit longer than me. And Um, everyone was like talking about going out after the bar and a a big part of me really wanted to, I was like, you know, I haven't been out in a while. I haven't seen these people in a while. I'm already downtown. But then I had driven there because I wanted to make sure that I was only going to have one or two drinks. And then I would take myself home because I had a video to edit and a video that was like, that video was due in the morning. So I really had a little bit of an Mm. internal struggle, but I was like, you know what? No, I am not going (laughs) out. I am going to, I've only had one glass of Prosecco and that was like 30 minutes ago. I am going to drive home and I'm going to edit my video. And, you know, I could still have a glass of wine once I got home and while I was editing my video, but I didn't need to have a full night out. And I was actually really proud of myself because that I would have woken up the next morning feeling absolutely horrible. Like submitting my video would have been so much harder. So sometimes yeah, you would have had a later deadline. Exactly. It's personal responsibility. Right. And sometimes you just have to evaluate like what's more important. So exactly. Should we leave it at that? I'm proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So we have a couple more voice messages. Um, Let's play. This girl's name is Lindsay. So um, Icon, let's play hers. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Megan. My name is Lindsay. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I just wanted to pop in here and tell you ladies, I love your work. Really love what you're doing. Keep it going. But I just I guess I wanted to ask y'all what y'all think the root of this feeling is. Like, for me, it's just comparison to other people. Even though, like, at the end of the day, I know that I don't have to be further than where I'm at. Like, it is my own path. So, what's the root or what do y'all think the root is? And what, I guess, are your best tips to combat this feeling? Because it's stressful out there. I posed the question as like, send us your questions in regards to like feeling like you have to have everything figured out in your twenties. So Mm. she's kind of being like, what's the root of like feeling like I need to have it all figured out and kind of like comparing yourself to others. And like, why do we, why do we even feel this way? What's the drive? Yeah. I think the drive, a lot of it is like parents, you know, like our parents did that. Our parents had jobs in their twenties. Our parents were going to college and getting their shit figured out. So it's like a lot of a, almost like a social responsibility or family responsibility to continue that on. Or if you're part of a, um, what is it like a, like if your parents went to that college and they want you to go to that college, like a legacy, a legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Like some parents are honestly really like growing up in the South. You said that you're from Atlanta. I have a lot of friends who their parents went to UGA. They wanted their kids to get into UGA. They had to take the right courses to get there. It's a path they were supposed to follow. So, um, finding that and going outside of that is like a whole, a whole different thing. And it's a personal journey. And I think that it's, become more common for people around our age group to be like, I want to do what I want, not just like what is planned for me. So the root of that is like comparing yourself to, you know, I guess people who, who you see online, who you think have it figured out, um, who I think that also humans naturally, like we want to stick to a routine and a schedule and like have this kind of responsible nature to us. Um, unless you are just like an inherently, you know, lazy person and are fine with that. Like a lot of people have a, 
a drive to them that's like, oh, I see other people grinding and I want to do that too. So that kind of a, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but just like, I feel like that's the root is uh, wanting to be better because you see other people being their best selves kind of a thing. And like, not, it's not always good, but it happens. Yeah. Comparison is definitely, and like social media is one thing that we'll touch on a little bit more because somebody asked kind of like a very uh, related, what's the word? Like a question directly relating to that. that, But what I was kind of thinking about was she's asking like, what is the root of this? Why do we all kind of feel this way? I'm thinking almost like this um, life path that you think of in your brain as normal, even if it's and like almost the American dream, even mm-hmm. if it's like totally not what you even want, it still always seems like it's kind of there of this path of like, go to college, graduate college. And then after you graduate college, then you get your first real job in the real world. And then you're like a young professional. And then you might move into your first own apartment or move to a new city and then by the time you're like yeah and then by the time you're in your late 20s it's like well probably should be settling down or get ready to settle down because you know us women we have to have our babies by the time we're like you know 35 or else it's going to be really complicated so then you get into this like i have to find that person and then oh we have to like get engaged and buy a house and this whole thing that like seems like the normal like happy thing to do which for a lot of people yeah that's what they want and that is totally like normal but you don't have to set these like um you know ages and times that it has to be all done by exactly also just like the media portrays it as that too like when you watch movies and whatnot that's what everybody else is doing and working their nine to fives and having a family and doing this whole thing so that definitely makes a lot of sense um but yeah i mean everybody's personal journey is is different and also it's just i feel like it's our our life's question to just find out what brings us joy and do that. And that will always grow and change. And some people grow out of what they like to do later in life. Like our mom is kind of delving into this question right now. She's like, I, I don't know. I feel some type of way about my job. I kind of want to switch it up, but what am I supposed to do? Like I'm 56. So I, I don't know, (laughs) like having these questions. So it it always grows and changes and there's no right way to do things. Like you could just, stop doing what you what you're currently doing or switch it up completely and go buy a van or you know fall into something completely different and just be like well this is what I'm doing now so I don't know the path is ever changing (laughs) the path is ever changing and our um actually our last message has to do kind of like directly with what you're just talking about which is like um feeling conflicted in a career path change so i think maybe a lot of people could relate to this question so this is our last voice message that we're going to play we got more but um there was a lot so i kind of also want to dive into you guys's instagram questions after this so we're going to finish it off with this hey Lindsay. my name's nay um So basically, (laughs) my situation is that I just graduated from college and I have a degree in political science. And my goal was always to go to law school. Um, But now that I'm done with school, (laughs) I'm thinking, do I really want to go back? And I really love writing. Like, it's something that I'm super passionate about. and something that like makes me feel fulfilled and I also like have another job right now and I'm um a counselor which also is something that I really love to do but I don't know it just feels like I worked so hard 
for this degree to be able to go to law school that to like not do that feels like I'm giving up I don't know so any advice would be helpful thanks I love you so when I was listening to this question I actually had a a thought and a memory about my friend Ariel, who had a super similar situation. So she went to school for writing and was like in this whole kind of literary program to the point where, you know, it was like very exhausting on her to get her bachelor's in that. And she really, she loves reading. And there was so much like assigned reading in it. And she had to do all these things. Like it exhausted her. It took up so much of her life and her time. And when she was done with the program, she was like, oh my God, like, thank God. Now I can dedicate my time back to YouTube. And, and afterwards she was just so exhausted by that, that she was so like turned off by what she was studying she was like damn I don't want to be like a literary professor or anything like that even though that's kind of what I was studying to be and I had so much assigned reading it made me fall out of love with reading she didn't pick up a book to read for pleasure in that entire time while she was getting her bachelor's and like afterwards she was like wow I can do YouTube I can read for pleasure I can just start all these things again that bring me joy and um I was talking to her about this recently and she was just like, I, for so long, you know, I thought that's what I wanted. And now after getting that degree, I'm like, that's not what I wanted. Like I didn't want to go down that path anymore because I actually realized how much I dislike <laughs> like a literary profession, you know, even though she still enjoys writing and whatnot, like uh, in this audio message, how she was saying she loves writing. So, you know, you can still do some things pertaining to that that bring you joy but if going to law school and like becoming a lawyer doesn't bring you joy don't do it what i'm thinking is you've already you've accomplished so much already like you already got your freaking degree which is so, so amazing and one thing about like you already have that done and you don't have to like go to law school right now you could decide you know, maybe put it on the back burner for now. And if you end up like really wanting to have go back and like your passion for that reignites, you can always take your degree and go and do law school at any point. I mean, I'm thinking that's probably what you could do. I don't think you have to start it like directly after. Like one of my friends also was going to be a lawyer and she got her bachelor's. Um, and then she was like, you know what? I want to go be a flight attendant and law school that can wait. I don't want to do it right now. Like I'm not ready to go back right into school and so give yourself some time you can always do that in the future but at the same time maybe you'll discover that that isn't the path you want to go down and that's totally fine too like you don't have to do it if it's not sparking joy as marie kondo would say and i think even just hearing the passion in your voice when you talked about writing it's like explore that for a little bit and you have a job right now in counseling. Yeah. And counseling, it's like, explore that for a while, see how that goes. And don't, don't feel this failure of like, Oh, what if I don't like go to law school and use what I already learned? It's like, you already have, you know, your degree under your belt and all that experience. And uh, you don't have to like go and do something with it right now. You can always do something in the future or you don't even have to. And it's just kind of something that you're like, you know what, that was what I wanted at that time in my life. And I learned a lot and it's okay if I don't want to do it do a career in that or go to law school. Exactly. Like our friend who uh, went to law school and thought that she was going to become a lawyer like pretty immediately. She was like, wait, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be a flight attendant right now. So that's what she's currently doing and following her old passions. So and she's really she's thriving. Same. She's really exactly. thriving. I just think that we 
once money is involved or something, you're like, oh, I paid for that education. Like I have to use it. You know, I think a lot of people struggle with that, like changing their majors excessively, changing what they want to do. And although I've never personally, you know, gotten a degree in anything, so haven't personally like been through this, I feel like just a lot of people feel that kind of like monetary responsibility to just like align with that forever but if your passion changes then just follow that okay I know it's easier said than done but right I would encourage you to do so yeah and you can always come back to it as well you yeah know? I think that's great advice passion like, reignites yeah um okay so now I was thinking we could get into some Instagram questions and I wanted to open it up with a topic that I thought would be great to discuss, which a lot of people in your 20s can relate to is like moving out on your own for the first time and living on your own. So mm-hmm. first question is, when is the right time to move out? Um, I think that that's really personal for you. Like if you are saving money and living at home with your parents and that's what works for you currently, continue to do that. If it's like a happy, healthy situation for everybody involved, um, like don't feel the need to rush out and leave if you don't feel the need to. But if you feel like you have been wanting a change or want to move out and do that, um, you know, follow your dreams and go do it. That personally, I felt that drive when I was 17, which I feel like is earlier than most people. Um, but also, right. and a you lot had of the people, means to do that at that age, which most people definitely don't. Exactly. It really relies on means too. Like, and you were like the ready money. and wanted to do that. You know, a lot of people still, a lot of people like being close, close to their family and having that mm-hmm. security. So it kind of is just like, what's important to you? You know, do you want to have this? Are you craving this experience of like going out and living on your own? Or are you more of like a family oriented person? And you're like, you know what? I kind of like being in the house with my fam. And like what I would say, having experience from moving out when I was 18 to actually moving back for a period of like six, seven months in with my parents to save money for that time. And then going out on my own again, I would say if you are at home and you do have the privilege or means to like live for free or live for very affordably with a family or friend, be proactive at that time and make sure you're not just flopping around. Definitely make sure that, you know, obviously if you if your plan is to save money so that you can move out on your own, make sure that you're actually like saving money and being proactive and you're not just going out and like drinking all the time and spending all your money out on like drinks and fun. Like make sure that you are actually like taking advantage of the fact that you don't have to pay rent and you're putting that money that you would be spending on rent into saving your own money. If you do want to move out, you know, that'd probably be like my biggest advice for this. And to answer your question of like, when's the right time? I don't think that there is an age. Megan was ready when she was 17. I was ready when I was 18 and I moved out for college and I feel like I was really ready, but some people are not going to be ready at that age. Um, and some people don't go to college and might want to live at home for a little bit longer. So it just, it's just when you're kind of like craving that new experience, but also when you have the actual savings and means to do it because moving on your own is really expensive. Okay. Let's segue into our next question, which is how do you balance wanting to have fun while you're young and establishing your career? I guess we touched on this a little bit with like Mm -hmm. what we were talking about earlier, but Mm -hmm. kind of that, this is something that I've struggled with in years past is like balancing my work with my life. And I feel like I was so bad at it for a really long time. And now I'm like a little bit better at separating those hours, but I fully mixed everything together for like years. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, something that you said, I, I want to point out is like you separated your work from your life, but I feel like your work is part of your life. You know what I mean? And it's more like work and play in a way. Um, but really just like honoring both and giving time to both is very great for your mental health, I would say. And just knowing kind of like we were talking about before, like when going out to parties and stuff, if you have to work in the morning or you're at some kind of a social gathering, like it's okay to have that responsibility with yourself, like honoring that with yourself or having an accountability partner is very great for that being like, make sure I'm home by 2 a.m. Okay. Like I need to hit the hay (laughs) at the latest at two (laughs) and someone will be like, okay. Um, Or have somebody who's not at the party, like text you and be like, hey, get your ass home. Like I'm ordering you an Uber. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm ordering you an Uber. So your accountability partner isn't like drunk and being like, no, stay out, stay out, you know? So uh, that could be like a a nice idea to throw into the mix. Um, But yeah, I think that it's really just like, it's very personal. I know I've said that a lot, but it's very personal for people. Uh, it changes for everybody. Like you might have certain work hours and certain work days and then certain play days. Like something that I started incorporating in the past year with like my scheduling and stuff is I try to keep my weekends open for like family and friends. Obviously right now it's just my family, (laughs) but um, yeah, I mean, just kind of honoring that schedule and being like, no, I, I upload on these days. I do my podcast on these days of this week and um, I'm going to get it done because I want to be able to have Saturday and Sunday to go on a hike or go hang out with my friends in Portland or whatever it might be. So yep. it really just, it depends on uh, what your scheduling is. As well. I agree. I think making a schedule and um, having time management is really important in this aspect of kind of like making sure you have time for your career and work stuff and making sure you have time for fun. So what has helped me the most that Megan's kind of mentioned as well as like she has her typically likes to keep her weekends free and then work is like you know Monday through Friday and I kind of have like a Mm -hmm. similar mindset I do find myself sometimes working on the weekends whether it's just like recording videos or maybe doing some editing but I think the biggest thing for me is like writing in a planner and scheduling out like the work things that I want to get done for the week like I try to plan out my weeks on like a Sunday before the week starts. So I know, okay, like this is when I'm going to do my work stuff and you really try to fit it in. And then, oh, like let's save Saturday just for like a completely like fun free day, no work. So try to, if you don't already have a planner or like just schedule your life a little bit, I think that's been super helpful, at least to me, because I used to never do this and I was so bad at time management, like horrific. Mm -hmm. So amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Um, we've both improved on that in the past year. I'm proud of us. It took us long enough, but we've come a long way. (laughs) Um, Okay. The next question is more of like a, um, like a personal one and feeling these pressures. So this person says, feeling like you have to find your person, you know, in your Mm twenties. Well, yeah, I feel like I don't know. I may be biased because I do have a partner and stuff, but I mean, when I in quotes found Finley or like, you know, recognize some kind of romantic connection with him, it was like all very unexpected and not when I thought it was going to happen at all. So, I mean, that's a huge thing is like, maybe it does happen in your twenties, but maybe it does not. Like you don't have to 
fit somebody or yeah, a romantic plan into your life and be like, if I'm not married by 25, I am fucking ending it. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't have to be the situation. And maybe it does work out that some like that way for some people to where they find their partner in their twenties. But a lot of people it's like, that's not the situation at all. So I don't know. I think it's hard, but kind of, especially as women, but kind of let go of that age that you thought you would be engaged or that age that you thought you would be married or have had kids by now. If that is like something that you're thinking about, because um, it's just when you put those like pressures on it, it just makes it more, it just makes it harder. And Mm -hmm. I do really think like you can't, it just, it sucks to hear, but you can't rush it. You can't rush like the right person coming into your life at a certain time. And as long as you know, like you're like, if it is important to you to like feel, to meet someone and you're like, I haven't met the one. And I'm kind of like getting to the point of, I really do want to be like settled down or I want to be engaged uh, in the next couple of years. I want to start thinking about kids. It's like, just make sure that you are going out there and you are putting yourself out there. You're going on dates. You're actively trying to make it happen. But at the same time, don't ever like force a relationship just because, you know, you're getting to a certain age. Definitely, you know, you want to really, really, really know that this person is the one that you want to be with. Exactly. Yeah. And it might not happen until it really might not happen until a lot later than you thought it was than it was going to. But I feel like that's better than you know, getting married in your late twenties because you, you have been dating someone and you're like, well, I mean, are we, we're getting to that point. Like, are we going to get married or are we going to break up and I'm going to have to start all over again? Make mm-hmm. sure that like it is who you really want to be with. Yeah, for sure. Also, some people just don't want that at all. And that's totally valid as well. Yep. Like we were talking about this recently with um, our cousins or whatever, but I think either you or somebody on the family call was like, are they ever going to get married? Haven't they been dating for like 10 years? Yep. And I was like, maybe they don't want that. Like maybe they just don't want to get married and they enjoy just living together and like having a more romantic roommate situation and not putting, you know, legality into it, which is totally fine too. So I don't know definitely just falls back into that whole uh, kind of topic of everybody is a different human and person having their own journey. So just try not to like think about just mainstream media or comparing yourself to what other people are doing by a certain age or with a certain person in this specific time period. It's like freaking whatever. You're not them. It's hard. And it might look like, you know, this person's life is totally ideal and totally perfect, but that's what social media makes everyone's life look like. Like if you're good at posting on social media, it's going to look like your life is just so beautiful and perfect because nobody's going to fucking post a video of when they're fighting with their partner and screaming at each other. Like, no, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that that didn't happen like a day before they posted some happy image. You know what I mean? I think I can relate to that a lot. So yeah. just know that it's, you know, nobody is living this freaking fantasy life. Everybody has shit that they worry about and everybody compares themselves. Um, I could really go off on this, but um, <laughs> let's get to another question. Um, we can kind of touch on this one a little bit because we both definitely have experience with living in multiple different like cities and states um, before the age of like, you know, our mid 20s. But this person says, biggest tips on living in different states slash cities to find where you fit the best. Mm. Yeah, huge thing for me here in Oregon, for sure. (laughs) Um, I would say just truly give it time. That was like my biggest thing is at the beginning when we first moved here, I was like, damn, I really... 
I mean, I had a huge social friend group in LA, like a variety of people, not just one friend group that I saw a lot, but, you know, just random people who didn't even know each other that I could hang out with. So leaving those types of friend groups, I was like, well, damn, now we have to like start all over. I started having meetups and um, this is a huge, like different aspect of things is I had a following online to be able to organize things to meet up with people. But when I think about like how that would have been if I really didn't have a following at all and was just a normal ass person, you know, like I would uh, probably just have to go to a lot more like public functions. Like, I mean, we would go to open mic nights and like try to make friends there with the people that we saw like once a month when we went or whatever uh, and try to go to like community stuff here. But where I live, it's mostly church oriented. So there was a lot of things where it was like, wow, I it's a huge difference. Uh, and from obviously I had to deal with that in a certain aspect when I was moving from Georgia to LA, but I already had my internet friends who were moving there the exact same year that I was. And yeah. Lindsay had friends that she already knew there from college. Mm-hmm. I was already living with my sister, like new people. So I feel like um, I was kind of privileged in that way of just like already having things established or already having a an outreach of people to be like, hey, hang out with me. And that's how I met my closest friends here is through the internet. Like my friend Anna Lee had been following me for a very long time. She's a photographer. She asked me to shoot. My friend Natalie asked me the same thing. She was like, hey, I know you like Peach Pit. I have an extra ticket. I'm shooting their show tonight. Do you want to come with me? And those are like my two closest girlfriends. And if I hadn't had the internet and like a way to connect with people in that way, I probably wouldn't have made many of my friends who come over to my house often, you know, when yeah. they can, obviously, but I don't know. I, I feel like it's, it's definitely like every situation is different. Like every place that I've lived, there's a new way of meeting people. And also I've been dealing with this in like Portland and stuff um, because I'm not in like a city friend group or anything like that. I don't really go to many like huge social Portland functions or anything like that. Uh, and just recognizing that if I want friends in my life, I have to make the effort to like either go into there and like set up a little lunch day with them or have them come out here or organize my own party with people who want to come out here for an hour outside of Portland, you know? So it's just like a really, just a different social experience for sure. I think it's like really important though to experience different places than where you where you grew up, even if it's just traveling and spending some time in other cultures and other cities and other parts of the country slash world. Um, I'm not saying everyone needs to move out of their like home state or their hometown. I know a lot of people are very like family oriented and have like established themselves. And I also know a lot of people don't have the means to necessarily like pick up and move across the country or whatever. But I do think it is important to at least like immerse yourself in travel if you're going to be living in the same state or whatever your whole life and how I kind of felt about this question too what I was getting from this question a little bit was like how do you know where is the right place to move once you kind of decided like I do want something new for myself and I'm kind of struggling with this right now because I'm like Carl where am I gonna move after Boise like Mm -hmm. I moved here for my last relationship essentially and like we are not together anymore and I do like living here but like am I do I like it enough to stay where Mm -hmm. am I gonna go next like should I go where I have the most 
friends and would have like the best social life because I've kind of been craving that? Or should mm. I move to like another new city and like experience another new place? Because that's been something that I feel like I'm just so lucky I've been able to do in my 20s and not being like settled down. But my top tip for that would kind of be like, you know, if you can try to save up some money and go, go visit different cities that you're really interested in living in. But with that even being said, like really, really immerse yourself in what it would be like to actually live there. So like stay in an Airbnb versus a hotel, stay somewhere where you're in like a neighborhood and you're really in the area that you kind of like would be live, would be living in and really try to like have a full day going out and doing normal stuff that you would do if you did live there, like walk around the different neighborhoods. If you go to a bar, ask the, um, ask the bartender, like, Hey, how do you like living here? Like ask people when you're out, whoever it is, like your waiter or waitress be like, what do you think about living here? Like what ask people that actually live there. If you don't already like know people personally that live there and try to like, you know, really immerse yourself, stay for as as long as you can. I think that's something that's really important because you don't want to like rush a decision of moving somewhere where you, you know, maybe you've traveled there one time and you're like, Oh my God, my life would be perfect if I moved to LA. But it's like, would it though? You got to spend some good time there before making that huge of a decision. Sure. I really love what you said about like immersing yourself in that particular city's culture. My friend is Harris on YouTube did a video about like what what her family does in every single city that they visit. And they go to uh, the best coffee shop, the best library. Well, not even the best, but just like local coffee shop, local library. They go on a hike and like ask around and talk to people or like go to a food truck or try the best food that like Mm -hmm. that city or state or whatever is known for. And doing those things, like you're getting a feel for if I was working at a coffee shop, this is how that would be. If I went to a bar, this is what the bartender says about, you know, what he likes to drink here and what nights they have open mic night and like that whole kind of a thing, or like they have some kind of rodeo themed shit (laughs) or whatever, you know, going to libraries and seeing what you're, what running errands in the city and walking around would look like. And especially hiking and like seeing what the natural world around you looks like is super important. That's really important too. I, I, I know we've been talking about this question for a while, but one last thing I would leave it off on um, is something I'm thinking of is like research the cost of living in that city mm-hmm. and definitely look at how much it would be to get like an apartment that you would like, if you want to move into a studio apartment, look up that city and like literally look on hot pads or Zillow um, or Craigslist at what actual apartments look like in that area, how much they are and also what they look like. So you know what you would be getting and you kind of know what you could be saving up for because you know sometimes you might think oh I only need this much money to like move out and then I can go figure it out once I get there but it's like you are typically going to be committing to like paying rent um, every month somewhere and you want to make sure that you're you've set yourself up for like this is how much it's actually on average to live in this particular city so make sure you do your good research okay Okay, guys, well, Megan and I have been going for about almost two hours and we just kind of were like chatting with each other and we we're like, okay, we do have a couple more questions, but we have been kind of like going off, honestly. And I feel like more than two hours would be a really quite a long podcast episode. So we are going to go ahead and kind of conclude here because I feel like, you know, well, we could go on all day about this topic. Um, we can definitely, you know, return to this in another podcast episode. I definitely plan to have Miss Maurice on future episodes. So um, I have more things that I would like to interview her about, such as yeah. li- living with your significant other, because I know nothing about it. 
Yeah, word. Also, <laughs> we could always like answer questions like this on Instagram Live, like doing a co-hosting stream kind of a thing too. Um, that sounds pretty legendary to me. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, Megan does have a couple of errands to run and I actually have some errands to run myself. I need to go replenish my wine supply. So, um, <laughs> the priorities. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do that right now, but a little bit later. So you guys, um, I did want to kind of wrap it up and say thank you so, so, so much to Maurice for being on and allotting all this time in her day to talk on miss unfiltered and also i wanted to thank you guys for listening this was probably probably one of our longest episodes yet so i I really hope that this was helpful let megan and i know you know your feedback on this episode it's kind of hard to get podcast feedback because you can't like leave comments on a podcast so send us some good instagram dms on what you thought about this episode we would really love to hear from you and let us know other things you want us to talk about on a future episode that we do together because like i said maurice is going to be a regular guest okay so yes i would love that (laughs) hopefully my dogs are less loud if you have heard them um at any point in the podcast i'm sorry they're just very rowdy and um thank you just so much for listening in general for this long conversation we really just i felt like i was catching up with old friends even though um it was just me and you (laughs) me too it was very interactive and just right before we end i want to say that i'm sure I'm sure mostly all of you guys know who Megan is at this point, but I'm going to have all of her links to all of her content in the description, her Instagram, her podcast, go check out Megan's podcast, her YouTube, literally everything. I'm going to link all Megan's stuff down below. If you want to go and check her out, go check out my Patreon. I have new unfiltered secret videos on there and uh, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to us. And I am just feeling good. Um, I'm going to let Maurice go, but this was an incredible episode, potentially my new favorite episode so far. And, um, <laughs> I'm so honored. Yeah, I'm feeling Thank really you good. so much for having me. I had a friggin' blast. Have a great one. Hope you guys are doing iconic and we'll see you next time. Love you. Have a great day or night whenever you're listening. One, one love. love.